And I think the fear or maybe anger I held yep. against you in those moments when I could sense you breathing into the microphone, getting <laughs> yeah. ready to say something. And I'm like, ah, da, 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 right? That's just like me trying to just be like, oh, it's all good, babe. Like, Rrr. Welcome to another episode of What It's Like to Be You. I'm Josh LeBlanc, your host. This is a different kind of conversation than I've had before. This is a conversation about a conversation. Last week, I released an interview with my friend Sarah, DJ Type 9, Wing 1, Social Self Prez, and there was some enough going on underneath the surface of the last half hour of our conversation between the two of us that I thought it would be interesting to bring her back and have a conversation about what happened. So in this conversation, we look at the video of what transpired between us in the last half hour and we talk about it. It's pretty cool because I, I loved, I loved this conversation. It was a more mutually focused conversation than my typical one-way interviews. Um, I get into my attachment pattern and what happened in these micro social moments where, um, you know, I want someone to like me or I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt someone with a question and also, um, what happened for Sarah and her attachment pattern as we got into kind of this wonky territory. So it was really good stuff kind of unpacking that together. And, you know, to be honest, I live for this. I love this kind of stuff. I love, I love looking at these kinds of micro social moments and it's so cool. It's just so cool to have a conversation with someone who's willing to go there. And it's also so cool to actually play back the tape and really see like what is what's going on in my face what's going on in her face how what are our unconscious reflexive attachment strategies that are playing out in subterranean social space so suffice it to say i think this conversation is really cool and um i really appreciate sarah for being willing to come back and do this with me and i hope you enjoy it i have to say one other thing about this conversation it's that what I learned in this conversation is you can't have a conversation about a conversation without it also being a conversation. What I mean by that is that my attachment strategy showed up again in this conversation. And you'll see around the 54, 55 minute mark, a moment where I just have to take a breath because I noticed that as I'm, even as I'm trying to describe what happened to me in the last conversation, I feel like I'm about to bump against some territory where what I'm, if I were to just really put my finger on it, it would be hurtful or I, I can't, I, I don't even know if I have the words, but it's, um, there's something, I, I reach some inner block and I do eventually come back to myself, but attachment patterns are alive and they are happening in real time. And so this is a very interesting conversation, obviously to see what happened last time. And of course, a little bit, they're happening this time as well. So off we go. One of the reasons that I wanted to do this in the first place is because, as I mentioned to you, the interview was about an hour and a half and the, the last half hour of our interview, I, I, I asked a question that was like kind of penetrating and it was basically to the question, how are you feeling right now? But it was kind of, it kind of was like a stop sign. And yeah. it was kind of like, let's check in and see how we are. And 
Um, and then the half hour that happened after that was fascinating on many levels to me, especially as I watched <laughs> the interview back. And <clears throat> what I revealed to you what before we started recording is that I actually was holding a certain self-consciousness during that half hour. Right. That I overdid it, that I that I overstated the dynamic that I was seeing in you that I was trying to call out. But yeah. I also had the sense that because I and I it's and again I as we watch it I think I I think I was picking up on something that was that was genuinely true but also I think I just the degree of it was maybe a 3 instead of a 7 as I was experiencing it. Right. And a 3 out of 10 a 3 out of 7 out of 10 not 3 enneagram type. Right. And um and then I'm curious about to hear you but my my experience of you in the moment was that the it was it derailed you and it and it hit you. And and then it and it like significantly shifted the dynamic of our conversation in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's a lot to unpack about that on both sides. So yeah, maybe yeah, do you want to respond to what I just said before we start the clip? Yeah, go, yeah, go give ahead. me a rebuttal, Josh. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I think one thing that we talked about pre this call was definitely your um, insecurity in that last thirty minutes, which surprised me that yeah. you were feeling that way. And that's one of the reasons you called us to this meta commentary because of your own memory of how you were feeling in that moment that you watched yourself um, up again through the recording. And I remember ending our call and feeling a great fear that I had disappointed you in some uh-huh. way. Yeah. Some Some sort of shame about not being as revelatory or revealing like the structure of my mind as I could. And and we talked about that being an insecurity of on some level, all attachment types, maybe particularly three, maybe particularly nine, just kind of like, what did I just give myself up to? Who am I six first? What am I thinking? Um, but on some level too, now that you say that about you, you were pushing, you were trying to get something out of me, a dynamic that you know is there. Um, but you were going at seven instead of three. I think I definitely felt that too, um, in terms yeah. of he's looking for something. He's looking for something. I swear, like it's there, right? But I'm not guarding it as much as you think I am. Yeah. And and, and so part of why you did that probably was, you know, just because this is a podcast. This is something people listen to. Like there's a major point, and what you're looking for is true. But at the same time, um, your insecurity and maybe pushing too hard brought up the shame and maybe I wasn't like doing as good of a job revealing my inner life as much. And I think that something happened there, something really social happened there that pro- on stage that probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't have this stage, right? Yes. Yeah. And we're and two social stage, types. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting. Just like the the subterranean what's the right word like uh feedback loop that happened um within like what was going on inside me and was going on inside you that was not Mm -hmm. actually being verbalized but Mm -hmm. the that that became actually the in a certain way the dynamic right that was actually going on and there was and then we were saying words on top of that that were also sort of another dynamic but anyway so that's interesting i'm thinking about 
your use of the word gaslighting and mm. how it probably relates to what you just said mm. where yeah. there's a there's a certain and I actually want I want to hear your words about it but the, my prompt is it sounds like there is this seven fixed thing going on where you're envisioning a promising vision of a reality with a person or just like the seven thing of like seeing possibilities and being like, Oh, that'd be so cool. But yeah, because your core nine, um, sort of the fantasy <clears throat> stays at the level of fantasy and doesn't get actualized, um, or even necessarily articulated. Mm -hmm. Um, or hmm. there's a way that you're sort of maybe waiting or hoping for the environment to fulfill it for you. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Um, yeah, and can you connect that dot to how you were using the word gaslighting before and what you mean by yeah. it? Yeah, I really like how you're drawing that line, kind of like using the Enneagram as a map. Um, if we go with that, maybe the seven idealizing, wanting this and this of the world, the glisten of very much this earring, right? The sparkle, mm -hmm. sparkle. Um, and then the nine you know, kind of absorbing that, feeling that, being buoyed by it, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe mentioning it, but mostly waiting, mostly seeing, mostly waiting. I've done a lot of waiting in relationships, which is something that I'm actively, with my cute 27 years old, I'm, I'm trying to be more deliberate about not doing um, okay, not pause. In terms of like not being patient <laughs> in relationships, but just like okay. communicating. So sometimes when I speak, Josh, mm -hmm. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, why do people? Because sometimes they get feedback, and this was the feedback that I think you were giving me that, right? Like I'm floating in the air, like I'm being insincere in some way. Um, hard to follow. And I, I'm looking at myself here, kind of just like looking off in the distance, kind of speaking like a hippie, like, wow, I'm 27 years old, like all of these things. like. Bleh. But what I try to do when I speak, sorry for the siren, is very much like give you the inner tracings of my world. Because I'm just like, I don't even know how to arrive at anything without going through all of these things. And, and, and for folks who... Um, you know, no OPS or objective personality system. They type me as S-I-F-E. So okay. introverted sensing. And it's like, I don't know, there's some need, and this is something I've had to cut short over just by this kind of feedback, but there's some need to be like, I need to show you all of the things that are happening to me that, you know, help me arrive at something Right. And, and to some people, I think that can come off as just kind of like, this is my internal world. And this is and kind of like monologuing or kind of soliloquy ish or poetry or something. And so they're like, oh, like, you know, get over yourself type thing. And maybe this is me just projecting. I don't know if anyone here who's listening to this podcast is like, oh, who does this Sarah think she is this and that. But that's like a real insecurity I have, but also something that I've tailored and adapted because of that reason. But also something that like I'm willing to die on the hill on hill of like I'm like, I have to I can't. It's really hard for me to just especially with these kinds of questions, not do this. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? <laughs> um 
Wow. Well, first of all, I'm just I'm really noticing your energy around that point. Uh, <laughs> there's um. So what I'm thinking, just uh, watching you talk here, is that the thing that I started to notice, and it wasn't yeah. just in this moment. It was it was throughout the conversation, little moments like this. Yeah. Where it's almost like, um, you have. How do I put? It? It's almost like you're tracking this deep river of meaning in you. Mm-hmm. But there are these swirls and eddies that go sort of right. out here into this little pond. And then and it's right. sort of like along the way, you're you're flowing forward in this river of meaning. You're kind of floating on mm-hmm. it, you know, but like you kind of your raft every once in a while gets it stuck in these ponds. You kind of come <laughs> back and you just float a little further down. Yeah. And I, I again, I don't mean to be um, whatever unfair in my no. characterization of, of you, no, but that's no. that was my experience. And as we'll see, like when I when I kind of pulled the stop sign up and I asked you how you're feeling, right? I was what I think in the moment I was noticing was that there became a higher concentration of those kinds of moments, and I was wondering kind of where you were internally, right? Um, no, totally. If, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and any any like power or anger in in, in kind of like the energy that I'm holding right now, it's not directed towards this conversation or you it's just remember it's all the experiences i've had with like me being and communicating in this world but like you have to look at specifically like in my environment in this time where maybe there's less of a tolerance or less of or when i was growing up there was i learned in school all the time to be succinct uh, which Mm -hmm. which is fair like we we need to know what our points are we need to arrive at a thesis statement but sometimes what gets lost in that is the nuance and complexity, which I so desperately feel a need to like always communicate, always communicate. Um, and so, as I said, in this interview, kind of like finding the most important points and then like going into the eddies and the swirls around them, I think is how I deal with that. Like still feeling like sure. I'm catering to that SI or that n- internal need to just like get at everything to some extent, but that's still something I'm working on and trying to negotiate with so it's like a it's like a thoroughness instinct yes or something like that yes it's like it's like the fear of the fear of being succinct yeah. like to be succinct would mean for you in a certain way cutting off <clears throat> the possibility of of complete meaning right and you know Yes, but I've also actively like challenged that idea because a lot of the time, just by virtue of how conversations in the brain works, maybe you can lose the meaning if you don't also gravitate t- towards those main points or if you don't sure. actually have them in mind and you just start talking like, hopefully I'll arrive there, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is what I've done for a lot of things in my life. And so growing up has been like, you know, what are, again, like the values, like the main things, like the main story points or the main things that I believe in or the main ways that I want to be in the world that I can center all my swirls around. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Should we keep going? Yeah. And then maybe going to the three from there where it's like, if I just do all the right things, if I just look the part or if I just get the job or if I just act the way that maybe you want me to act, 
then maybe I won't actually have to tell you explicitly. Or maybe I, I won't have to do anything explicitly or put that no or put that boundary or say this thing and it'll just manifest and it'll just come into being, right? But then when it doesn't, it's, it's, it's you know, that anger comes out. Um, and maybe that's what I meant by gaslighting. I think that term, as we said, gets thrown around mm. so much without real definition, but gaslighting is what? It's, it's, it's really making someone believe, like question their reality, you know? If you go back to where mm -hmm. the term comes from, it's from a movie called I'll, I'll stop here for one second. So yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. that. <clears throat> so you could see I almost <laughs> stopped you there. Um, yeah. But I chose not to. And so, I felt that. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So that's social nine. Yeah. So like that sensitivity. So I think, yeah. um, you know, the prompt, this question that I asked you was around gaslighting. Yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and. We are about three minutes after I asked you that question. And yeah. <laughs> now you're talking about gaslighting. And and so and actually I was I was just about to sort of bring it back to that, but then you brought it back. <laughs> yeah, that's like my own like little torture that I have to do with it. <laughs> like I'm just like, I'm getting there. You just have to follow me, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh man, where like this husband is like turning down, I think, the gas on the lights and making it dimmer, and then the wife asked, "Why is it dimmer? Like, was why did you turn it down?" And him being like, "Well, it was always this way. It was always <laughs> turned down. I don't know what you mean. This reality has always been this way." Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think in there it's like, but in my mind it's always been this way. How I thought you were what I thought we were here together. Um, and of course it's not just, you know, any individual's fault. Every relationship is, takes two to tango. It's, it's, it's a, it's a whole thing. But I think that was definitely my end of it. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a little girl. I mean, this is so painful, Josh. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a little girl just being like, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then if I just like do all the right things, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, without actually coming into your own energy of, um, this is the only word that's coming to me is, is, is saying no. Um, and maybe that doesn't even look like saying no. You know, saying no can look like a lot of things. It can look like just being more honest. It can look like, you know, realizing that, you know, based on your experience, this relationship probably won't go in a way that will be good for both of you. It's not having that scarcity mindset where it's like, well, let me just hang on to this and I'll make it work and this and that, even though they said this to me, even though they did this, I can just gloss over it. It's fine. It'll be okay. Um, yeah. and just being like, wow, if I really come at myself and other people and the world, you know, and this is such a buzzword right now, but, but from a place of abundance where it's like, there will be enough, you will be able, if you're here and present and honest with yourself and other people, 
and with vulnerability and with your growth and with your love and with your care. And you don't try to hide things. I've done a lot of hiding and, and lying, Josh, that I, I didn't even know where it came from. So to this part, um, if, yeah. if we can then, just pause okay. real quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is right just before you're about to pause yeah. me, which, which will be great. But I just want to say real quick, I think some of this is like preachiness and not necessarily in a bad way, but, you know, and again, we're doing meta commentary, but with social self-pres stacking, what I find myself doing a lot of the time is like, how do these universal lessons, like, how can I, because I do seek universal okay. truths. You know, yeah. and I feel very, if I don't have them, and I obviously, you know, give voice to some of them here, but that's partially because of fear that there are no universal truths. Going to the Enneagram is like partially, you know, wanting to use this tool as like the ultimate truth because, or a universal truth. Um, and so like a social self-pres preachiness might come in there through this like social nine that's like, there are these universal truths. I went through this. I need to show you all the ebbs and flows of my experience. And therefore there's this larger message that applies to all humanity, you know, and I don't necessarily think that's wrong, but that's a th depending on what you're talking about, but the thought process is there to definitely do that. Like the drive is often to do that. That's okay. Yeah. So that's a good framing because the reason I'm about to interrupt you is yeah. because, so remember the question was about gaslighting. Mm -hmm. And so now we're talking, so to your point about bringing in universal themes, we've, we've talked about scarcity and abundance. We've talked about, um, we've brought back in the idea of saying no, we've brought, we've brought in this idea of like, if you can stay loyal or truthful to your care and some other words that you put here, um, it's almost like you told me if I'm right, but in your mind, yeah. you were kind of corralling these universal principles to bear on this on on this question around gaslighting. And mm -hmm. so what I was noticing here, and the reason I started to, the reason I'm about to interrupt you yeah. is because I experienced your sort of corralling of these universal principles as a yeah. kind of dispersion. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you mm -hmm. did actually have a couple of really profound moments of answering the gaslighting question. You talked about, yeah. like you, you mentioned that you've lied and hid a lot in relationship. You've talked about how in relationship you've held on to the fantasy of something without, uh, and just have sort of in a certain way felt that it was your reality and then insisted that that was the reality this whole time. So you've said mm -hmm. all these things that were directly related to the con to the idea of gaslighting. And yeah. I think this is like me being a core competence type, also maybe six fix, wanting things mm. to be kind of organized. But I was noticing just like, I had the feeling of like, wait a minute, where are we again? Where are we in this conversation? And then I had the yeah. thought to ask you, how are you feeling? Um, right. And so let's just play this out and see what happened. Or, just yeah, one thing, John. Yeah. Well, part of that too, why I kept going is uh -huh. because... I wasn't sure that you agreed with me. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Say more. Say more. I wasn't sure that I was had said enough. Okay. Um, 
And part of that is just the nonverbals kind of like you notice anyone who watches this podcast or like listens even will just be like, she is constantly, she's like a bobblehead, like, right. Because there is some need that I have that people are with me because I'm so insecure that they're not. Uh-huh. Even even you, you know, having all this vocabulary that most of the world doesn't understand and us sharing that, you know, with the Enneagram. Yeah. And so you, you're you not the most bobble, you're not as bobbleheady as I, at least in this conversation. Uh, and that's partially because you're like listening and you're you're not trying to be like just an agreeable guy. You're trying to, you know, be critical and, and not criticize, but like challenge and ask tough questions sometimes. And so part of that was kind of me performing for you, I think, where it was like, maybe I didn't say it right. I didn't have right yet the right words. Maybe I can get this combination of words. And that's where a lot of like poetry and a lot of my fascination with language comes from. It's like, what way will make it sink in in you or some faceless listener? Yeah. And you mentioned prior to our starting this recording that you felt on during our call that you were sort of sensing you were you were on the edge of your seat in a certain way because you felt I was on the edge of my seat, ready to right. interrupt with, as you called it, a map quest update, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> Basically like like putting coordinates in, like, where are we here? What's what's redirecting you? Like what's the core of this point here? Kind of right. And so my sort of social holding of you in this mm-hmm. conversational moment was not particularly balmy and expansive. It was more like um watchful and yeah vigilant about a certain thing that was kind of putting you in a yeah state that was not quite relaxed <laughs> like um right yeah. right yeah. right and i think the fear or maybe anger i held yeah. against you in those moments when i could sense you breathing into the microphone, getting <laughs> yeah. ready to say something. And I'm like, ah, da, 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 right. That's just like me trying to just be like, oh, it's all good, babe. Like, I'm covering the camera right now. Um, <laughs> just wait, just I promise. Like, um, part of that is I think that comes from, really yeah. It's good. That, that should be the opening scene of this. <laughs> like, just imagine like the wind covering a sand dune, like shaping, like, like evening out a sand dune. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. Um, nine is the wind of a sand dune. Um, of, of the world. Um, but anyway, fuck, fuck, Josh. Fuck. Oh, part of that anger. <laughs> Folks, just remember, I'm the wind. Part of, part of that anger is this frustration that words can never express the full humanity <laughs> and like the full processing that ever that like uh, most people, everyone to some extent, I'm sure goes through, but that I certainly am going through. It's like how it's like this need to deliver to make all parts of myself known. And I think this is very nine, like this want to just have all parts of me held, like all yep. of my humanity. Um, but that just not being a possibility because we all have our own experiences and no one can fully hold me if I don't hold myself. 
right? And, and and so, or no one can fully hold you, period. Like you have to be an active participant in the process. And so I think a lot of that is kind of this frustration with not that not being a reality, but me wanting it to. Like, I want you to understand all parts of myself. Um, but some of that in order to be more clearly understood has had to get, has had to be me becoming more succinct. Yeah. It just, your metaphor of the wind is just yeah. like, you know, you can't, you can't hold the wind. And, right. and if, if it's like, it's almost like there's this, this really deep paradox of like, on the one hand, wanting to be held on the other hand, when the feeling of you're not being held surfaces, it's a kind of trigger that makes you a little windier, you know, yes. um, or disperses yeah. a little more or kind of tries to smooth out. And so, or something like that. Um, I, what I'm hearing I from you that. is like, you were kind of like, that's smoothing over. You were like sensing that I was about to interrupt you. Yeah. And, and you were like, no, 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 hold on. Like, <laughs> I, yes. like, like, yeah. trust me, I've got like, I, I I know what I'm talking about. I've got this point here. It's just like, it's coming together. You just need yeah. to like, shut up and wait for it. You know? <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Huh. That's it. And if anyone listen, listens to my music, that's literally all I'm doing. I'm just like, ah, it's, a <laughs> it's, just, it's just like this very nine voice that's just like, uh-huh. na, 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 you know, and so that is very much kind of like the internal, yeah, I'm the wind. Very much, very much, very much. Let's keep going because so I'm about to interrupt you here in this conversation. Yeah. And then yeah. and then the dynamic really shifts. So yeah. let's see what happens. Wait for it. Edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how are you feeling right now talking about this? I feel, um, I, I've been feeling our conversation is kind of like a piece of music, like the rhythm and the, the harmonies and kind of like the crescendo and the decrescendo, like I've been feeling it very much in that way and, um, really interested in the energy of it. Um, how am I feeling? I'm feeling... I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't have like yeah. a big word. There's an ambulance outside. Um, <laughs> you want to just yeah, take a breath and Yeah. See how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's it would be good to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of questions about what just happened there. Um, I want to tell you what happened for me first. Uh, so okay, okay. So so there I was asking you how you're feeling, and then um, yeah, and then you gave this this answer about the the musical the the rhythm of our conversation, which in the moment I was like skeptical of um but then when i watched the interview back i was like oh wow actually that was a really good characterization of it 
Um, so what mm-hmm. I noticed, so what I noticed happening as I watched the interview back was that um, a certain skepticism started to form for me about your location, about your awareness of your own location. Yeah. And and so I had the feeling of like, wait a minute, let's like, let's just get back here, and then and then I'll have a felt sense of when I know that we're like together again. Right. Um, that was my feeling. You're right. what you're about to see though is me avoiding saying that directly because right. I became self conscious um, about the, my being direct um, right. and the intensity of that energy being kind of disrupting your flow and sure. this is probably my nine fix talking but it's like you know um but yeah no i was holding i was holding that kind of like what's the right way to put it i guess skepticism is the right, is the right word and by the way i want to be clear it's not yeah. it was not a um what um I guess the word is it was not you know a judgment it was a kind of like i'm, I'm wondering where sarah is right now you know yeah and it, kind of, and it was kind of like a not it was like a not fully trusting that the conversation was congealed enough uh right. or something like that um well um two points in there i i would still be insecure about it because like for all the work and all of this that I say, oh, I'm in the Enneagram, like I've thought about myself, blah, 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 blah. If I were being called out for not being truthful, I would still feel insecure about that and be like, oh, this is all a farce, right? Right. Um, to some oh, yeah. extent. Sorry. But, not to, I, yeah. yeah you, I wanna, you, you, okay. I was just going to mention one thing. So later in this conversation, you you brought up the point about around uh, being self-conscious about yeah. attachment types being seeing it as, as insincere and authentic and stuff like that right and um yeah i so that's i noticed that you that's that's kind of where you went and when yeah. you went there in the moment i was surprised actually i was surprised oh. I, I was surprised that that was the insecurity or that was the thing that came up for you because my experience was actually not that you were being inauthentic and sincere, but that there was just a nine thing going on. Like I was just like, oh, I think Sarah's dispersed and it would help to breathe and come back home. Um, okay. Okay. Let's 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 talk about that when we get there. Yeah. The the second thing I just want to say about the insecurity that you had about interrupting the grandness of my flow, right? Incorporating mm-hmm. all these like ebbs and flows. Well, what I said before about wanting to feel held or making sure that I got something across to you, generally all people need to do, maybe in order to stop a general nine from spiraling to who knows where, sure. is to just be like, okay, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Be- because, because there's that anchor in reality, but also like the nine grandness just maybe in particularly in my case, I don't know, but there is something of course about the nine, the body type, the wanting to be held, the needing to expand itself so much. So as to like find all ways to be held without knowing it's without knowing its boundaries. If you offer it a boundary, 
Like I'm on page with you. Like I'm on your page. I understand what you're saying. Um, maybe paraphrasing it back. I mean, just showing that you're listening, essentially. Remember we talked about that, like a fear of not being listened to because I think I have to, I'm responsible for incorporating all these things. And, but so it's that, that tug that always happens. Yeah. And so I think, again, like one way to just stop someone from going down this, maybe the nine swirl is just be like, you said this, right? Okay. All right. I understand it. What's different about what you just said versus what I was doing in this conversation? You were doing that. You were oh, doing okay. that, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation with you. But um, you just weren't as Bob, again, the bobbly head thing. I wasn't sure in the moment. Oh, oh, oh that's it. Oh, that's good. Okay. So you yeah. were receiving like a kind of consistency of social cues for me that I was still with you. Right. And which is something that I need to work on because not everyone needs to be getting a migraine in order to listen to me, but, um, or like a TBI from bobbling their head all the time. But, um, that was certainly something playing out, uh, especially over zoom possibly because it's harder to sure. read. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Oh, wow. That fe this feels like a pretty important and big deal point because yeah, it's like, so as a social nine, like the thing that you're most attuned to is the social holding. And yeah, there's a certain way that it's like you want you want to be held and your um your yeah, not even, for yeah. Not even that you necessarily need to agree with me, but just so that you understand me. Sure. That I'm making myself clear, which again, you, you're very adept at doing, but you kind of summarize it at the end after the person's done speaking. Right. Whereas, and I told you I'm going into my PhD in August. So one thing, and I'm, I have an internship as a, as so, a therapist at a clinic. There you go. Yeah. As a therapist, I'm like constantly like, like summarizing, like up interrupting the flow of this person, which I should probably tailor to the individual unique communication style of each person. But at least my communication style is very much like, okay, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there all the time? And that's when I feel the most stable um, and probably am the clearest in a conversation. Yeah. So this is... <clears throat> God, there's so much to say about that point. I'll just say yeah. here's the one thing that's coming up for me really strongly is that it feels like um the like the true catch twenty two of the whole situation for a social nine is that mm -hmm. as as you're losing your perception of contact, social contact with the, with the other person, yeah, your um that causes a certain kind of dispersion because it's like, wait a minute, where, what's my container that I'm in now? You know, it's yeah. like the other person is providing this container for you. It's like, okay, here's these, and, I, and I'm being held in this container. And by the listening of this person, by their, by their being with me, by their witnessing of me, by their being, being with me. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and when you lose contact with that, you disperse. And also there's the numbing thing that goes on, which makes it more difficult to actually sense whether or not the person is with you. Yeah, what what difficult thing? In other words, like um schematically, 
Mm-hmm. Nine wants social holding. Yeah. Nine doesn't feel social holding. Nine disperses and numbs. Yeah. Making yeah. it harder to feel when they get held again. Let me sit with that for a sec. Okay. I really like how you're drawing that out. Right. The Okay. So like in the moment of that, there's, a, there's desperation to it where it's like, yeah, yeah. It, are you giving me the social holding? Do I think regardless of whether you are or not, are you showing that to me in a way that I can understand? Right. And then if you go on not doing that, then I consistently disperse, or as we said later in the video, taper off. Right. And also, this is your addition, and also numb. Yeah. So that when you come back, I'm kind of just like, like in this moment, looking at myself right now, I you see how I cutesy up to the camera? Yes. <laughs> And later, <laughs> later in the interview, it didn't look like I was hiding or go, like being cut off to the side. <laughs> I know, in, you literally drifted the... <laughs> to the side. Yeah, it's really, it's great. <laughs> in the actual call, it didn't look like that, but no, because I, I it know. has it's to be cut. It's just because of the cut, yeah. <clears throat> but still, like I drifted off to the side, right? Yeah. And so uh. I remember feeling red, like feeling like, like that kind of desperation of, that kind of blocks out. I see red and I kind of block out any sort of social holding that you can give me after because I gave you many, it sounds, it feels like I gave you many chances uh-huh. and you didn't. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? And so, yeah. And so wait, so now, but here's like, this is good. Cause now you're angry with me and now I'm, but also you're also wanting holding from me yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so that's that's a that's a funny position to be in there too because it's like hard it's and again i'm not saying that i acted perfectly in the situation i'm just saying that no that the you know wanting holding from the person you're angry with is you know it's actually there's a parallel in the three by the way well i'll just where i've experienced in in early relationships where I yeah um I wanted oh, that's so embarrassing. I wanted I wanted validation and and seeing from the people that I was competing with. Yes. Um and so it's like I'm competing with my girlfriend, you know, about wow, our whatever our our ability to get an A on, a, on an English paper or something. But I also want her wow. validation that I'm a good writer. And mm-hmm. but the more validation she gives me, the more hostile I become. Uh, because I don't, because I, I don't want you to, I don't want to, it's like, there's a, it's me rebelling uh-huh. against my own need for that, you know, but it's, yes. uh, or it's like, I right. want to be able to stand on my own two feet, but I still need it. Right. That attachment to disconnect. Yeah, that's atta- yes. There it is. That's it. Yeah. Right. And so, but there's something about wanting to be approved by people or be on the good side of people, even if you wouldn't necessarily like like them on some level but then maybe resenting yourself for once they do start to express like liking you because it's like why did i again like why did i 
lend myself so much to you when I don't even like you on some level. The way I, the way I'm, I'm, uh, getting my hands around it is it's like, let me see. Um, this is the simplest way I could say it. It's like nine wants social holding. Nine's not getting social holding. So fuck you. Um, like, ouch, I want you to hold me. I'm angry at you. But also like the space you're making here in the still is like, this is, this is the unconscious reflexive strategy to get me to hold you. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. Not only like being nice and demure and cute, which plays into my identity, like my definitely like how I am, how I know of myself, how I present to other people as a woman. Like, I don't know. There's something there too with my social identity feeding into that. Yeah. Sure. Also, just look, look at my face here. I mean, I've got some something going on here where it's like i am and this is where the power dynamic comes in in terms of like the perceived social status of whatever you know i i have in your eyes of the community whatever like that whole thing yeah me with with this kind of gaze um appearing like i'm seeing something about you you know and then mm-hmm. you kind of like having to play play ball with my seeing Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No. You don't know what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, let me say it your your um, gaze. I'm looking at your face on this screen. This is a dart at a board. You tell me if I'm right. Um, okay. It's there's this is like the super subtle micro dynamic in the in like this one second of a clip kind of like thing that we're talking about. So we're like zooming okay. in. This is a ma- microscope <laughs> that we're like peering into this moment. But it's like. Okay. Um, all of the social dynamics that we've described leading up to this moment. So um, here you are in this interview. Um, there is a. Um, there is. I feel embarrassed admitting this, uh, or like even saying the words. I'll just just I'll say it. You feel that I have a certain kind of social status in the community. There's a certain. Yeah. yeah. There's. So that's. That's a dynamic here. You're on the one hand. Um, well, how do I put it? Like the, the way to impress me (laughs) or like to get my social holding back is to, is to, um, fall into my frame of what I'm seeing and allow that to be quote unquote true. And to, to like cozy up with me. So like when I say, Hey, let's take a breath. You're like, okay, sure. That would be a good idea. (laughs) You know, even though it might not be actually how you feel or what you want or something like that. Yeah. Well, there's a chicken and the egg there. I think through just like my own processes of understanding the importance of breath, like in itself, but also like, of course, being in, in your Enneagram school, going to your classes, listening to John Lukovich on the podcast, going to his, uh, Sunday things, um, like that always happens, the breath thing. And yeah. so there is there is some element of it like, oh, okay, <laughs> right. Um, 
but also noticing its importance. But I don't know which one came first, but certainly what you were saying about me cozying up literally to the camera and being like, all right, all right, Josh. Okay. Okay. Knowing your social status and also not even if like you didn't have this reputation in the Enneagram community, like you have a commanding presence that's, that's very polished, which we've attributed and the community has attributed to your threeness. Mm -hmm. And because my um, tendency is to kind of disperse in front of people who maybe before I do solidify, like that's another thing with two with nine as well. Like if someone disperses, I solidify and that's a therapy thing, right? If someone solidifies, I disperse, right? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And, and so that is us coming at each other from these different points of the Enneagram with these, you're an assertive fix, I'm withdrawn, you know, um, or you're an assertive type, I'm a withdrawn type. I think some of that is playing out too. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's keep, let's watch a little more of the clip and then see if there's okay. anything more to draw out here. Okay. 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 It'll be interesting to watch the, the, the tape back of the last few minutes because my sense is, is that, is it true that this is really, um, is it true that this is vulnerable territory for you? Okay, there we go. All right. That so, hurt. That fucking point. hurt, Josh. That really yeah, yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah. Say more. Yeah. yeah. What happened? What happened there for you? Well, I was just looking at my eyes there, right there. I was like, okay, <laughs> try not to seem phased. Um, mm -hmm. Like I felt like, even though it was a question, we've we've gone over a couple of times. The purpose of this pause and the anger whatever anger i held isn't like true anger in the sense that like it was done in this way that actually violates me it felt like it um mm -hmm. because i felt like i was being called a phony yeah i felt right. like i was being called a phony that's it yeah um yeah let me play that back just a little bit. So, okay. It'll be interesting to watch the, the, the tape back of the last few minutes because my sense is, is that, is it true that? Okay, wait. Really... So notice that. So my sense is that. Oh, is it true that? Oh. And then, <laughs> so I, I started the sentence, my sense is. Yeah. And then I, and then I switched into a question. And right. um, that what happened in that moment was I was about to say my sense is that uh, it seemed like you dispersed or disconnected from yourself. Yeah. And then instead, what happened was I asked the question: um, Was this vulnerable territory? And right, right. Um, I get why that question stung, and um, I don't think it was a very skillful question in my view. Um, and the, I think it's interesting because what happened for me here was i was like i was like uh oh here we like <laughs> we're we i've i've held up this red light and we are now in a different conversational dynamic and it is shifting the tectonic plates underneath us and mm. um my intention was to like reground us but now i think that there are some like difficult or painful feelings happening for you mm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
and then I and then and then I think what happened was my question, or actually instead of just directly calling out the dynamic as I was seeing it, I asked this question that I think exacerbated it. Hmm. So that was that was what was going on for me internally. Yeah. In my little in the I, monologue. Yeah, go ahead. Right. And and so you go to the competent competency, like it wasn't skillful enough. Like it wasn't this goes back to kind of what I was saying. Like I just assume like if someone, especially in the middle of me, like waiting for you to like show me that, you know, I, something landed with you. I just always assume that the other person, especially if they address me in the way that you did kind of like with, with this sharp kind of like settled way um, mm-hmm. that you're more correct or more right. Or I'm just kind of like a blabbering little fool somehow. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really ready to give up like my own truth sometimes or just be like, there ah, you I didn't, you know, there you, you go. know, yeah. And, and that's where the anger comes from. And and that's, I think, a lot of what's happening with uh, Nine is, I think Alexandra said it on a podcast at one point, it's like, if you don't know the way you are, then you're more susceptible to the dark side or the shadow of how you are, like, impacting other people. Not only, like, for your own health, but, like, actually your relationship with other people. And so what we're unpacking here is kind of like all these assumptions we had about each other in these like micro sections, um, which to some extent weren't necessarily true, but that's just because of, you know, John Lukovic, he said, we constantly miss each other. We miss each other all the time. And that's not because we're not trying to meet each other, but because if we're not aware of our own ways of like communicating and 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 relating to other people enough so that we can look at them from a third eye view i'm getting to preachy social self-pres territory josh um then we'll miss each other right and so that's what we're trying to do with this call we're trying to see what exactly was going on and how we both wanted to understand and be understood by the other but it wasn't happening because of all of these things that we're talking about yeah um I'm taking a breath for myself here and I'm noticing that I think it's so funny having a conversation about the conversation. Yeah. It's still, it's still a conversation. And I noticed that, um, for me, the dynamic is still is, is happening in a fresh way where it's like, we're exploring this conversation. We're exploring the territory of this being a painful moment for you. And on some level, I was, um, one of the causing factors that, um, whether you know we could there's we could endlessly debate whether or not i was the cause or if it was triggered if i was a stimulus and there was a tr- who fucking cares the point is, is that like there's something going on here that i'm yeah. holding for myself where um i just know also I just know- it, it wasn't i feel you, it wasn't like you caused it i, I know it, I, it, I knew you're gonna react to that um, give me a second. I just need to give me one <laughs> okay. second. I just need to take a breath for myself. Okay. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. Okay.
Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting. Um, what's so interesting is being so for me being a triple attachment type, right. and um. being wanting to be like so careful yeah with like um so that moment of me just saying that i caused something it's interesting like that that's the story in my head because um or that that's where my mind kind of habitually goes because you weren't skillful enough or something like that sure yeah 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 so that's something for me to look at um but there's you know yeah let's see um there's a certain way that what um it's like and th this is what happened this is what happened for me in this moment and then for the for the next 5 minutes mm. is is um feeling on the one hand like i was onto something like like on the one hand that this something about this whether or not it was specifically like the thing i was pinpointing or something else something about this was vulnerable territory for you we had re we had we cracked mm. under the surface of something that was vulnerable right and wanting to hold that with sensitivity and let us take as many breaths as we need to kind of like just be with it. Right. And on the other hand, a a certain mm. awareness that I just couldn't like push it there. And why couldn't I push it there? Because of my own resistance to pushing it there to the feeling that if I were to push further, that it would be more painful for you. Um, and so there's this, this, there's this dynamic of like internal, it's like, I want to explore what's going on here. Yeah. But I don't want to ask questions that are so penetrating that it makes it more painful. But I want to ask questions in a way that keeps the conversation going that it lets us that lets us yeah. kind of like explore this and regroup. Right. But we also weren't sure like what how far was too far. Right. What that was, where it was, what it was. Um Yeah. <laughs> let's take let's look at another like 30 seconds of this and see if there's anything else that is worth unpacking. Um, is it true that this is vulnerable territory for you <clears throat> to talk about this kind of stuff at this length? Hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a lot in here that stays in, in here because 
I don't really, I don't really trust that everyone will be able to hold it or everyone will, mm-hmm. and not everyone should even hold it. Like here, I'm trying to say what you want me to say. Community of, at least we have these terms that we can agree right. on. Yeah. Where it's easier it. to come to concepts. Yeah. Let me say it differently. Something that you said in our last conversation really stood yeah. out to me. Mm. It was that you automatically assume yeah. that other people aren't listening to you. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. this, so this, that, and there it is. I mean, in a certain way that brings it full circle to what we've been talking about just you and I in this moment. Right. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about like my self recrimination of that being an unskillful question. I'm just wondering about what would have been better there. Um, I I think I have an answer. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, my first answer is that this is totally okay and we're all fine. And I think to some extent, there is some bullshit. It's like small talk. There is some bullshit that needs to be talked through in order to get to the real stuff. There you go. And yeah, it's, totally. It, it, and it's not like a big violation, you know, if, if, if this happens. So that's why I'm like your own crimination about you not doing it skillfully enough. Like it, I want to react against that and that, you know, it didn't feel like that at all. And okay. also it's not bad for these feelings of anger to come up. There you right? go. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Right. People yeah. are that's always for me to going, hold. Cause I, I, right. that's where I'll go. I'll immediately go to self-recrimination if I feel like I made someone angry. Right. Yeah, you know, you did not do anything, you know, to directly or purposefully harm me. You know that that's if someone does that and repeatedly, you know, that's not a conversation or a relationship you want to be in. But just because of just being different beings holding all of these different experiences, which the enneagram tries to help us understand more clearly, there's always going to be friction on some level, right? So I think. One, like, it's not bad that this process happened, uh, but all the emotions that come up, they're okay. And, you know, this is therapy, like working through them so that yep. they don't stay there, but that, you know, it's cleared up. Two, fuck. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, oh, yes. Again, the whole thing about being in tune with how this person likes to feel in in conversation so a rule of thumb there i think and this is again my own therapeutic training the way that someone is listening to you or interacting with you or giving you nonverbals or not is probably the way that they like to be interacted with mm-hmm. and so i'm constantly again like the bobblehead right and so i think the only thing that you could have done differently that would have made me feel less again like that desperate like does he understand me where am i going anger swirl mm-hmm. is just more nonverbals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting but but there are the limitations of like you don't know how that will sound over zoom you know maybe i'm not looking at you or feeling you nod or feeling your body be in accordance with mine because zoom is really weird you know yeah. um which is a whole other thing in like therapy about virtual therapy but that's the only other thing I would have changed because I am very sensitive to that and I'm trying not to be as sensitive to that. And my antidote to not being as sensitive to that is, you know, being on top of what I'm saying to some extent, 
and really believing what I'm saying and doing that processing by myself. But in exploratory stuff like this, like, mind you, I on some level, I wanted this to happen, even though the anger came up. Man, it's so interesting having this conversation with you because what what I just re- what I realized as you were talking was that my um, my self recrimination about that being an unskillful question was actually like it was not coming from the right place. Just minutes mm. ago when I said it, you know, it was coming from it was coming from a reattachment place. You know, it was like mm. I was like, oh wait, I've broken attachment. Now I need to do anything that I can to including totally abandon any sense of like what I think is right or wrong to like meet you and like help you feel better. Right. And make you like me. And so, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's, and yeah. that's, so that's my pattern and patterns upon patterns. <laughs> um, so, so who knows, maybe, maybe there could have been a more skillful moment, but there's also the thing of, you know, I agree that, you know, uh, or actually how do I put this? Um, so your, your thing around uh, being supported by, the bobbleheadedness, like if I were a little more bobbleheaded, <laughs> um, yeah. is really interesting to me. And I think that from from the point of view of this interview or therapy or inner work, whatever, the actual yeah. thing is like um, um, working with and exploring the discomfort when you don't receive it, because that's that's what exposes mm. the pattern. You know, that's what right. exposes um, right the thing that we're actually interested in talking about at least in this in the context of an interview like this right so and it's fascinating to because there's no way that we were going to get to that well that thing in the interview we did but it's but it makes total sense that we would get to it in this conversation about the conversation yes yeah josh this is a really good idea this meta commentary like i feel like i remember leaving this call feeling a little bit like oh i think i disappointed him or oh like i feel a little frazzled right now i feel really profound and resounding and deep with you likewise yeah yeah and um this was a really good idea cool um okay can we can we watch yes. just the last yeah let's let's do that sure and yeah mm. so let's start here. i'm hiding look at me do you know what's <laughs> happening to me right now this Josh? is the last three minutes of the call <laughs> No, what's happening to you right now? Oh, and actually, what viewers won't see is that I, because I cut it out, was that you left to go to the bathroom right. and then you came back. And there was, we explored the possibility of stopping, like just ending the conversation before you went to the bathroom. And then we were like, no, 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 just go. We'll come back. We'll finish. And then you sat down right. and then this is what you said. Yeah. And I feel a need to feel, be kind of uh, funny and silly right now to kind of break any tension, I think. Yes, that makes total sense. Yeah. And so do I. So mm-hmm. do I. Yeah. I'm feeling pain that this is like ending i don't know why <laughs> I, I i think oh yes I, yeah i think mm-hmm. there's a lot of melding that i do and like fusing with things that i do mm-hmm. and when it has to end it's a little painful um yeah I understand. it just feels yeah because it just feels like i melded with <laughs> it a lot i don't know um but I anyway love <laughs> yeah i love i love that you said that i love that you said that so yeah, that's social. That's like social nine finding its local groove in this in this interaction, and then I feel like I passed your test uh, right now. Having to rediscover oh, where you God, end. isn't that so funny that that's what's going on underneath this dynamic. It's like there's it's it feels like a test. See that's and that's I have to just say this because like yeah, 
I don't want these interviews to feel like a test, you know. And no, but this is no, what they're I, supposed to reveal. <laughs> I know it's. What, I know it's what they're supposed to reveal, but it's like my whole my whole thing is I'm I I would like to, and I want to do whatever I can to cultivate like the safest, most exploratory space. Yes. In this kind of conversation, um, holding, but it's just interesting to expose these dynamics around like the social status point you bring up, and the fact that now like there's enough of these interviews out that people have there's a certain psychological charge associated with coming on to the show, you know? Right. And, um, and there's a certain set of expectations that may or may not get met or disappointed. And right. there's all these dynamics, you know, in, because of the life of the, of the show. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And so, yeah, part of what I'm excited about hopefully is I hope one of the effects of having this conversation with you out here now, like this meta yeah. conversation is, Def, uh, deflating some of that um, energy and then bringing it back to just like, let's just have a conversation. Right, right. Yeah. And I just want to point out specifically, like even if you just trail those last couple of seconds, when I when I was talking about I fuse with people, all of this, you were about to say something and then I interrupted you to say the exact same thing that I just said two seconds earlier to make sure that I was understood, but also because I wasn't sure that what you were going to say was going to be in agreement with me. And then as I kept speaking over you, you're like, I love this point. And then I felt okay to give it up to you. Oh, wow. That's you see, interesting. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Wow. Yeah. See, this is, um, that's attachment one-on-one right there. I mean, that's like, it's, it's these rupture yep. and repair cycles that are very subtle. Yes. You know, there was a rupture and this, like when you watch the the half hour after that rupture, that entire thing was basically like finding our footing towards a repair. Yeah. You know, and we could talk about what was skillful or unskillful, but ultimately it's just who fucking cares. There was a rupture and we were trying to repair. Yes. And, um, and so you get to see us both kind of, using our attachment strategies to do that you know so and including so i actually genuinely sincerely did love this point but also i made a point to like emphasize it you see do you remember Uh, doing that okay yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i made a point to yeah Yeah, yeah. and it's a little it's like a it's like an olive branch or it's an outreach it's like it's it's a certain saying like yeah i'm here with you i i get it i I, i'm okay good and i actually and also you know, again, that is sincere and I do understand, and I do get it. And I relate as an attachment type, as I said. <laughs> I love how you're like, by the way, it's sincere. No, this is the game of attachment, Josh. It's like, I know. Yeah. I- I'm doing all of these things as a game, but also it's sincere. Like it's not fake to some level. Yeah. Like it can get fake if you don't put checks on it, but that's yeah, the tension. Like, yeah. That's the tension. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Just watch me go there too because i guess that is my insecurity that especially with the word inauthenticity floating around 3d yeah. space like i've yeah i find myself hypersensitive to um right to that. right so yeah um okay so that was this that was that moment and then let's let's go to the end of it too because the okay. way the way that it ended i think is very interesting i just want to point out a couple things um okay just because there were different moments of connectedness doesn't mean that any moment was any less real Mm. Um, there you go. Especially for an attachment type. Um, 
I think that I've talked a lot about not only what I think, but how I think. Yes. I think that your questions at helping me get there were really great in helping me get there. And I hope that, you know, anyone who's curious in where their thoughts come from, not just the seed of their thought, but like, oh my God. (laughs) Well, that metaphor is failing me. Anyway, um, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, really, truly, I think of these interviews as a, as a kind of act of courage and you're being willing to expose yourself and be at the mercy of my questioning. It was really, I really appreciate it. So thank you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And that's how it ends. Um, (laughs) I, I, the sound cut out. Can you say that, say that one more time? What you said? No, I just I just said at the mercy when you after you said it and I was just repeating myself just now. Yeah, isn't it funny how so like you can feel in my in my statement there in the words that I chose my awareness of <laughs> you know the 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 dynamic the rupture and repair cycle that we kind of attempted to go through there. And, and I was like fuck you, you didn't affect me. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Something like that. Right, right, right. Something like Wait, that. Wait, really? That was what was going on internally for you? Yeah. Well, I, I sense what I'm seeing in my reaction to you. I sense the gravity of your like, you know, this is such an act of courage. Like, oh, like I'm so ruthless, like mercy of my questions. And then me being like, <laughs> and, and then me being like, oh, at the mercy, come on. Just wanting to be, you know, like, oh, you know, it's actually playful. Even though, as I told you, you know, I walked away from this interview feeling kind of a little bit stressed. Yeah. 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 You know, so what happened after this moment was we stopped the recording and then we chatted some more and i think that was um a little more it was just kind of it was just more reattaching repairing thing Mm -hmm. and um i have to say i don't think we i mean i feel really solid in terms of like our attachments uh right now yeah Um, but i don't think like you tell me if i'm right like i like if we hadn't had this conversation there would still be some weirdness. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm just. Wow. It really is a different feeling. It kind of um, going back to how you characterize energy as floating up here and then floating down here. Yeah. It's the resoundingness feels very much more grounded in terms of my connection with you right now. Cause I feel like we're both on the same page and we've solved an issue, right? Like when you go over a solution and you make up with someone, it's like the bonds that you have is much stronger Um, because all the truth is aired out or maybe not all, but you know, the real vulnerability I think comes out and kind of like the real deep reflection. So I definitely feel much more, um resonant with you in this body space rather than kind of in this frenetic other space i can feel it even yeah. through these little tiny zoom windows i can feel it yeah 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 it's nice it's really nice this is what people live for i guess <laughs> i know it's i mean certainly as a tri- I, it's what i live for as a triple as a social triple attachment type this, this is what i live for <laughs> 
And I totally said that fully agreeing with what I said, but not wanting to come off as a cheese board. Um, But, (laughs) you know, just be like, I guess this is what people live for because of my own fear of expressing vulnerability. But there you go. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. So here we are. Okay. Um, (laughs) Wow. What a journey. (laughs) What a fascinating. That was great. I, I, I loved that. I loved that. I, I have one interesting preachy social self pros point to make. Um, you know, I think that in, so I do a lot, of, I do a lot of work with teams and executives and things like that in my coaching. And right. one of the things that I feel is, is, is most misunderstood is that trust is actually built through conflict. And mm. the, um, Trust is is it's this very concrete thing. Uh, actually, that's not how I would put it. I'm oh, and I'm not even going to try to challenge myself to redact that. I don't even know what I would say. But the point is, is that um, trust is earned. It's earned, yeah. And it's and it and the way that you build it is through like rupture and repair cycles. It's basically like trust is the feeling that our relationship can tear and that we. Yeah, we, we can come back at least from an attachment point of view. That's what trust is for my. For yes, yeah. yes, and we won't completely go cannibalistic when that rupture is happening. Yeah, you know, like think of rupture and repair cycles that are completely. I mean, just destructive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's not that's not trust. That's trauma bonding. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Yeah. So, um, so on that note, thank you. Thank you for this conversation. Um, Thank you. This has been really great and I really appreciate it. And just our, um, it's also, it's fun and kind of nice to have a conversation that is, is mutually focused as opposed to my more one-way interviews. Um, So that's kind of fun to do this in this context as well. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Thank you, Josh. I, I, you know, everything I said, I'm really excited for this to come out. And sorry, I'm like, uh, I, I realize I should say something right now. I'm really excited for this to come out. Um, and to see the kinds of reactions, the meta commentary, how that just resonates with people. Um, and endlessly, I'm really thankful for this opportunity. And it's really good idea in the first place to do the meta commentary. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm glad you were down. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note.